Hi, I'm Dr. Ray Calabrese. Welcome to my podcast, Journey from Grief to Healing. Grief is difficult, I know. I lost my best friend and wife after a long marriage. In this series of podcasts, I am sharing my book, Grieving, Walking Through the Darkness with you. You'll discover that what you are experiencing, physically and emotionally, is normal. Healing is possible, and it is tied to the painful but powerful life lessons we learn. Remember, love always wins, and life will get better. Episode 12. M asked me to write about prayer. Prayer? How do I write about prayer? I'm not a theologian. I'm not a priest, minister, or rabbi. I've prayed from my earliest memory. As a child, my mom taught me how to pray. I learned rote prayers and said them with everyone else in church. As I grew, I offered petitions of prayer. I heard people talking about right and wrong ways of praying. I never agreed with that. How can there be a right and wrong way to pray if you're praying to a loving God? I don't understand much of anything, and now I'm trying to understand prayer, especially unanswered prayers. There were times when Babe and I knew God answered our prayers. We spoke about them in faith-sharing groups. We shared stories how a thousand miles apart. We prayed we would meet someone special who would be a good mate, a good mother, a husband, and a good Catholic. We found each other in answer to our prayers. Babe and I prayed when our daughters experienced the turbulence of growing up. The girls became strong, independent, decent women, and our prayers were answered. Babe prayed and prayed for me to earn my doctorate. She took credit for it. We prayed before meals. It didn't matter if we were home, in a restaurant, or eating at one of the girls' homes. We gave thanks for our food. We prayed the rosary when we went on trips. When the girls were young, they prayed the rosary with us. We gave thanks to God aloud when we saw a rainbow. God was never far from where we were, we thought. When baby came ill in November, the natural thing for me to do was to pray and pray fervently. Doctors and surgeons prayed it through the ICU. They examined and re-examined Babe. All the while I prayed. I enlisted an army of prayer partners. Babe had over 30,000 followers on Twitter. I accessed her account and asked her followers to pray for her. They responded enthusiastically. I had only half as many followers as Babe, but I asked mine to pray for her as well. Between our daughters, friends, and former students, prayers poured in from all corners of the globe. Candles burned in churches on every continent for her. Strangers prayed rosaries for Babe. Catholics, Evangelicals, Methodists, Baptists, and every other Christian denomination was praying for her. Jews, Muslims, and Mormons all prayed for Babe. All the while I prayed and felt the love and support of Babe's extended prayer support system. Even though doctors gave us no encouragement, it didn't matter. I held firm to a deep faith. I knew God would answer all these prayers. In my mind, Babe's healing was certain. The doctors couldn't pinpoint the exact cause of Babe's malady. I knew she'd be okay, and she was. Babe was my Christmas miracle. The doctors who came into her room in the ACU called her the Christmas miracle. Babe came home for Christmas. More prayers answered. When Babe returned to the hospital in June, I responded the only way I knew. I prayed and prayed and prayed. I enlisted my prayer army again. I reasoned if prayers worked the first time, why not the second time? 
There were few wakeful moments I was not in prayer. When Babe was conscious, I was present to her, prayerfully singing, talking, encouraging her that we could beat this thing. I was as confident then as I was during her first day in the hospital. No matter how hard I prayed at each turn of Babe's journey, she couldn't catch a break. Even when our daughters and I thought we turned the corner, someone, some event ripped the good news away from us. On my 20-mile ride to and from the hospital, I prayed some more. One evening on the way home, I stopped at a traffic light. I pounded the steering wheel. I screamed at God, why are you doing this? Babe is a good, holy, kind, loving woman. She doesn't deserve this. Why are you making us suffer? We tried to live as good Catholic Christians. We love each other, and we loved all who came into our lives. Surely this counts for something. My answer over and over again was a stony silence. The more I prayed, the deeper the silence. I asked God if he heard my prayers. I asked God for a sign. My answers and my signs were the same. More silence. My faith lagged. Doubts and a loving God echoed in my mind. In one of my angry times of prayer, I said, God, are you testing me? Are you testing my love for babe? Then I said, I promised babe I wouldn't quit. I won't quit praying until I can't pray any longer for her recovery. In my Catholic tradition, I search for prayers. Novenas to saints and Mary. Novenas are traditionally prayers recited for nine days for a special intention. I reasoned if nine days were good, continuing the novenas every day would be better. That's what I did. I read about miracle formulas for prayer from different religious traditions. Why not try them, I reasoned. No formula worked. I searched for healers in my faith tradition and emailed them describing babe's situation and asking them to pray their healing prayer from afar. I searched for prayer apps for my iPhone so I could pray any place at any time. I prayed and prayed, believing a God of love and mercy would will babe's healing. After all, Babe and I loved each other. We never wavered in our love for each other. We never desired to be with another. We always sought the best for each other. How could a God of love and mercy not recognize our great love? I could not imagine God's will being different from mine. Somehow I thought God would not reject my argument. After all, I was making my case on love. How could God refuse my prayer? All I heard was the sound of silence. Each day, Babe grew weaker. Her eyes remained closed. Her lips ceased mouthing, I love you. Her hands no longer squeezed mine when I told her I loved her. Nurses employed me to tell Babe it was okay to die. I refused. I wouldn't quit. That was our deal. I promised. They demanded to know what I wanted. I regularly answered, a miracle. I prayed on and on. Babe continued to slide away from me. I struggled with my will versus God's will. The only time I asked God for his will to be done was the day babe died, and I haven't been grateful for anything since that day. Here's a sneak preview of episode 13. Em and I meet, and we talk about my second grieving group session. Hope you'll join me. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to get notifications of future episodes. You can also check out my blog, Looking on the bright side at www.dancingalone530.com. It's all positive and uplifting. If you have any questions about my grieving experience or want to share your grieving experiences with me, 
please email me at ray.breeze, B-R-E-S-E, at gmail.com. My book, Grieving, Walking Through the Darkness, is available on Amazon. Have a great day and stay strong. Never quit. Never give up.